Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, November 16th, 2012. This is the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. Here with me in our Orlando studios, the very lovely Maya Strang. Hello. To her left, Calvin Kearley. That's right. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. We, we lost the uh, previous unnamed sponsor <laughs> again. They'll be back. But they will be back, and then we will stay make- tuned. Download future episodes to find out who they are. Then we shall name them <laughs> and purchase their product. So we will not give them <laughs> free only on, right only now. on the weeks that they pay to be on the podcast. Do yeah. not purchase their products this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, show your support for the podcast <laughs> by not downloading. No, fantastic. Don't say the name. Stuff from that place. Things from the thing. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, uh, literary? Items no. that can be listened to. No, why would you? I'm not telling them where to get them. I'm just saying, wait, if there's a it's good really book they want to listen people, to, people won't figure it out. You could go to your local library and do what Jesse just said. Yeah. So, you yeah. go. You What's go a to, library? You go to iTunes. That's you true. get free books on. Uh oh! Thanks to iTunes for sponsoring today's podcast. Oh yeah! Say so, like, what if? What if? What if in the weeks that we lost a sponsor, we actually endorsed the, the, competition. the, com- the competitors to the sponsor? And then we say, balls in your court, sponsor. <laughs> I like it. Uh, over this there- is like a 101 on like how not to maintain advertising. <laughs> yeah. This, this is why the podcast... Media 101. This yeah. is why the podcast is a massive financial failure. Um, <laughs> slowly bleeding relevant <laughs> for seven years. We make fun. Well, we're not making fun of. No, but. we're not. We're very grateful, and we get wounded and hurt when when we, when they when they reject us, and so we act out. Yeah, defense. so hurt that we tell them not to buy their product and actually go to the competitor. So right, it's just a defense mechanism. Like when you know, in a relationship, if somebody hurts you, you put you push them away. Yeah, you, you put know? walls up. Right. That's what that's what we're doing with our sponsors. <laughs> yeah. This is this is called being emotionally distant at dinner. This is the equivalent for that sponsor. <laughs> you know what? Let's get them. How on was the your phone. day? It was fine. It was everything was fine. It was a day. Are you sure everything's fine? I said everything's fine. Maybe next week we can talk about it. <laughs> can you please can you please pass the iced tea? Thank you. Over there on the ones and twos, that's our illustrious producer, Chad Michaels. Name. Hello, friends. All right. So this is a weird situation we're in. Yeah. Not with our sponsor. No. Well, that I mean, that's just normal. Jesse just made that weird. <laughs> the weird situation <laughs> is that Jesse pulled the star of the show prima donna act and said, I want to change the entire schedule. Can we tape this week's show At the first thing in the morning? The first thing in the morning. <laughs> it's dark out. Maya and I haven't eaten breakfast yet. I have food in front of me. Maya has food in front of her. I still have a towel wrapped around me. I, I, well, here's the thing. I like to play a lot of mind games. I like to keep everyone on their toes. This is a twisted mind game. Yeah. So if this week's episode is uh, a little different, whether good or bad, now you know why. 
I, 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 we're not ourselves until the coffee fully kicks in. Yeah. So this is my first sip right now. It's your first sip. So Maya's not going to show up till the third act. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. By feedback. The huge. The huge. <laughs> yeah. I did walk in and <laughs> I was a little late and I said, I'm getting my coffee. No, you didn't say I'm getting I my said. coffee in this happy, sweet tone. Yes, I did. You threw your bag down and said, I'm getting my coffee as you stormed I out. I looked at you like you were going to fight me and you I didn't. Know. So I, I was like, yes, it. ma'am. <laughs> I'm bringing two cups of coffee, one to drink, and one to throw a hot one in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we actually have a great podcast in store for you today. Uh, coming up later, we talk to uh, author and pastor Mark Batterson. And at the end of the podcast, we tell you about a new campaign that we're kicking off today uh, for the holiday season that we're really excited about. So stay tuned for that. But before all that, your entertainment releases coming uh, music coming out on Tuesday, November 20th. So right now we're in the thick of the Christmas gift release season. Those albums that sure. your aunt doesn't know what you want, so they go to the store and buy one of those new top 20 releases, right? A few a few years ago, I got a couple of those Michael Jackson This Is It CDs <laughs> yeah. from distant relatives. A couple of them? Yes. Which, which I guarantee you released somewhere around Tuesday, November 20th. That yeah. Year. Uh, Rihanna is coming out with Unapologetic. Um, Coldplay trying to cash in with a live album, Live mm-hmm. 2012. Re- recorded in 2010, <laughs> or or back when their music music was popular yes. and good in 2006. Yeah. This is actually yeah. a re-release of the Russia Blood of the Head. Yeah, considering album. they haven't toured in a few years, there's a good chance this was just an arbitrary concert they recorded and decided to release now. Right, Matt and Toby of Emory. I guess they're just going by Matt and Toby now. They are. The album's called Matt and Toby. Kate Earls coming out with Stronger. Just released in the relevant store, Page CXVI. Uh, with l- their album Lullabies. Now, P- Page CXVI, remember when Derek Webb was on the podcast talking about Soul on Me? Right. Uh, Latifah Phillips, the female singer, is actually, this is her group. Fantastic album. Hmm. Uh, just interviewed them. They're going to be spotlit in, uh, in the January issue of Relevant. Learn something. I mean, Derek Webb even tweeted about this, correcting everybody. You pronounce their band name, Page CXVI, Roman numerals. Mm-hmm. They said, while we were talking to them, horse's mouth here, folks. Mm-hmm. Eh, you can call us page 116. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of go back and forth. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> like, they don't even, like, have a clearly defined <laughs> name for their brand. Truth, they were kind of inspired to name themselves. Number one, Number one. it's page 116 is is from, is it Narnia? It's it's one of the C.S. Lewis ones where yeah. something with Aslan happens. I don't know. Okay, you'll have to listen to the interview. You'll have to read every what, C.S. What Lewis edition? One. I don't know. <laughs> page one sixteen. them all. Yeah, because page one sixteen. So something happens on page one sixteen. But but the reason why they do the uh, Roman numeral thing, they were in the mall one day, and happened upon Forever Twenty One. No, yep. that is absolutely true. Seriously, that is absolutely true. They and they just thought this. it looked cool. I guess so. And so like you know, but they insisted everybody call them Page CXVI. You know, their original name for the band was Page, CXVI, and Fitch. <laughs> they changed it <laughs> at the last minute. They didn't know if it would connect. But then they realized that even though Forever 21 uses Roman numerals, you actually say 21. So I guess now they're they're saying, ah, I guess you can cost 116. That's fine. Yeah. So there you go. Regardless, Check. it's a great album. It's a great album. Yeah. It's in our store, relevantstore.com. Great album if you're looking for some really cheap jeans. Uh. <laughs> also in the uh, Relevant Store, uh, releasing uh, Plato has a new album called Ride or Die, Do or Die. Do being part do, part two. Mm-hmm. Ride or Die. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, this this edition in our store is featuring two exclusive tracks only on the album in our store. So two great albums at relevantscore.com. There's new music coming every week. Definitely check it out. It's a good good spot for some new music. And our pick of the week, Jesus Culture with Martin Smith of Delirious. Live from New York. Here it is. Big fan of Jesus Culture, one of my favorite worship groups ever. You know, Martin Smith once nudged me out of his way. Really? At I'm a st- delirious contest. Con- contest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, a, at a delirious concert in, in Boston. This is 2001-ish, I think. And he, like, they, he came out into the crowd all Bono style at one point, and everyone was like revved up, and I just kind of went to... Like, people were just hug like... Hug him? No, hug him. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to a sit on his lap and just ask him questions. No, people were like reaching their hands out or patting him on the back or something, and I don't know, I was doing something like that. And he, and he kind of like non-violently pushed me out of his way. Just you? Non-violently, but just aggressive. Me. Just you. Yeah, it was... I didn't see him do that to anyone else. Yeah, he singled you out to, yeah. to put you away. Of course, I think I was calling him, you know, I was like, yeah, Bono, and he got mad. <laughs> Yeah, you're like invite me on stage and sing to me. Yeah, this is why this is why you need to treat everybody in your life, you know, with dignity mm-hmm. and love, <laughs> because you never not, know who's gonna careful. get. You never know who's gonna be on a podcast a decade later. Yep, and right. tell about their one interaction with you that yeah. you don't remember. Right. If you had told me this yesterday, that wouldn't have been our pick of the week. That's right. Well, yeah. So I'm just I like I like people to decide for themselves. You go yeah, ahead and j- listen. Just know listen. that this is the type of human yeah. being that we <laughs> pushed yeah. just you. <laughs> he actually veered out of his way. Yeah, he went to out of his way to you. Yeah, and pushed so, you. Yeah, and they go so, like so, stage. yeah. Let me recreate yeah. this. He's singing a song on stage, just just really owning it. He's looking through the crowd, just kind of doing his thing. He sees you. He goes, elbows you right in the face, like in the middle of a song, and just jumps back on stage. Yeah. That is unbelievable. I was softening. A bit. You're actually right, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's how I interpreted it. That's hilarious. So Jesus that, that's culture. That's the mind picture that was painted for me. Jesus yeah. culture is based in uh, California, and they're based out of Bethel Church in Reading, and has become kind of a global movement. If you go on YouTube and just put in Jesus culture, I mean, they have millions of views. Huge, incredible worship music. Banning Liebscher is their pastor. So it started as a decade ago. It started as a youth group at there and that was a youth band and banning was the youth pastor anyway it kind of exploded they're all in their 30s now banning's their pastor jesus culture so if you go to jesus culture event banning will speak and stuff like that banning's in our uh, fantasy f- basketball league hmm. T- mr clutch is his team name oh, okay. he's he's a he's a rookie he's a rookie he's never played fantasy basketball before not doing so good, but but his name is Mr. Clutch. Mr. Clutch. Okay. So he's sent emails. So he is come the fourth quarter. He'll you know the the, the fourth quarter of the season. So that's like, we'll so like two nights ago, he and I are texting, like for like three or four hours. Part of it got serious or whatever, but most of it was fantasy basketball tips. He was like he he hates the fact that his team's not doing well. He's very competitive, and so he's like asked me. And I no, thought, you guys did trades, didn't you? Yeah, we did a trade. Okay. 
See, he's number one in the league in assists. Number, he's last in the league in rebounds. I have way too many centers. I need point guards. Mm-hmm. That is prime win-win kind of trade scenario, folks. It's great. So I took you, one of his point guards. He <laughs> took one of my centers. We're good. You needed somebody physical down under, so he traded Martin Smith from Delirious. Right. Mm-hmm. Somebody, yeah, someone that can really box out I, like <laughs> Kurt Rambis stuff. Yeah. Kurt Rambis. <laughs> nice Kurt Rambis <laughs> reference. It, it, for, okay, real quick, for, for listeners who aren't familiar with Kurt Rambis, just do a Google image search. You'll learn everything you need to know. <laughs> not his stats, not what teams he played for. Right. No, just his goggles. Right. Yeah, Sorry. rec specs and flying elbows and, you know, everything that was good and pure about the 80s was personified by Kurt Rambis when he played basketball. <laughs> Mullets, mustaches. <laughs> but, but, like, you always question his mental stability, you know, and emotional <laughs> stability. But he's an assistant coach now. Uh, Does he wear the goggles still? He's a... Ba- uh, glasses. He, he works for... Uh, he works for the Lakers television organization, right? Does he know? Because uh, he was an I assistant read, under Phil, and I read that he was in talks with Phil this last week, yeah, and he was all excited back. to come yeah. back. And then the yeah. deal got mixed, yeah. and so he's Thank back. Goodness, to reporting. that didn't happen. Yeah. Why? Because it's the dude. Because it's just dumb. <laughs> he's already gone and come back twice. He doesn't need to go. And it come was back for again. health reasons, Maya. He literally I, couldn't stand or sit. I think I need to go get right. that second cup of coffee for him. <laughs> I just finished one. Uh, the Lakers missed a great opportunity. Cameron and I talked about this at the game Friday night. We went to a Magic game together. The Lakers should have hired Stan Van Gundy oh, to put Stan imagine? Van Gundy back I, with Dwight I Howard. Was, I was so <laughs> hoping that would happen. Like, just to see Dwight's face when they're like, hey, let's get the new coach. <laughs> oh, you know what, Dwight? Oh, shoot, I forgot. Oh, I totally it's Stan forgot. Van Gundy. All of a sudden, his back starts starts hurting again. <laughs> oh, my he back. Demands it. Well, Dwight goes and puts his arm around him. <laughs> 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 Did you do movie releases? No. Oh, let's do movie releases. <laughs> okay, uh, movies coming out on Wednesday, November twenty first. Here's something I've learned: if Maya says move on, you move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Red Dawn is coming out with uh, uh, Red Dawn is coming out with uh, Red Dawn, starring <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Also coming out, Life of Pi, starring or from director Ang Lee. That movie is delicious. <laughs> so, so apparently, this is a really beloved book. Mm-hmm. And people are really excited about this movie. And and when I see the trailer and commercials, I see a tiger in a boat. Yeah. Yep. I'm not getting the connection of why this is good. I don't know. Okay. They just, live together in I, harmony I, on the boat and don't kill the, each other? Apparently he's on a bigger boat. Why would they not kill each other? Why would he not kill the animal so he could live and eat the meat? Well, that's that's why you got to watch the movie. Got to <laughs> find out. Or if the animal is going to kill you because he's starving. Kick him over the edge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and yeah. what, in what scenario do you say, I need to break through and build a relationship with this savage beast? Oh, right. Or, yeah, you just say, hey, Tiger, look over there. What the heck is that? And then you just give him the boot right off the boat. Yeah. Sucker! <laughs> it happens. You ain't going to kill me now. All right. Uh, also coming out, Silver Linings Playbook. Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, Robert De Niro doing an indie film. But it's A-A-A-A-A-list Hollywood actors. So... I don't know if it's actually indie, but they I shoot it to look indie. Good. It looks great. Yeah. Uh, coming out, uh, that's on Wednesday, November 21st, the day before oh, Thanksgiving. Right. Oh, uh-huh. Early release. Yeah. So Life of Pi would be the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not going to see it. And if you don't want to see a, a tiger boat, you go see Silver <laughs> Linings Playbook. Uh, movie release is coming out on Friday, November 23rd. Just they decide to miss the holiday part of the thing. Hitchcock, starring Anthony Hopkins. Have Helen you Mary, seen him in Scarlett the whole Johansson. Hitchcock? get up it's awesome he looks amazing he does oh, really? yeah yeah 
Yeah, I'm excited to see that movie. Cool. Yeah, he looks just like him. That'll do it for your entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. This week's podcast is sponsored by Bloodwater Mission. This Christmas, help Bloodwater Mission deck the stalls by providing latrines for 2,600 people in northern Rwanda. A gift of $50 will provide one person with access to sanitation in their community. Consider supporting one person or a family of your size this holiday season. Together, we can give the gift of dignity and health for communities in Africa. Make number two your number one this Christmas. Join us and deck the stalls by visiting bloodwatermission.com slash Christmas. You're listening to Leagues. Uh, the song is Spotlight. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Gary Clark Jr. The song is Ain't Messing Around from his new album, Black and Blue. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, well, I have a, I have a two for today. They're both pretty short, but uh, they're both in the same vein. Awesome stuff. <laughs> uh, the first one in my awesome stuff beat is a brand new sport uh, that a, a gentleman from California named Rick Platt has invested millions of dollars uh, in trying to make the next big thing. In fact, uh, this week in LA, they just had a big national, the first ever national tournament uh, where uh, there was over $100,000 in prizes that could be won. What is this new sport that's going to sweep the nation? How could it be? Is it really as awesome as I'm making it out to be? Well, you tell me. It's called Ultimate Trampoline Dodgeball. Whoa. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So essentially, uh, this guy has uh, is creating around the country twenty six what they call sky zone trampoline parks where you can go with some buddies, pay a little bit of money, and play the sport he invented called ultimate trampoline dodgeball. Uh, now the court looks like a bunch of trampolines that are really close together, surrounded in walls that are also trampolines. Mm. Like vertical trampolines. So you can do like crazy parkour kung fu moves while playing dodgeball. The main one is is there in L.A. You can watch videos on YouTube to get a demonstration of how this this is played. Um, uh, Let's see. There's one in Plymouth, Minnesota. Um, I think there's one in New York and L.A. So just keep an eye out because if you see a new franchise opening in your town, I'm saying there's a pretty good chance it's a Sky Zone trampoline park. Uh, So the next big thing... Ultimate trampoline dodgeball. Um, uh, my I, sec- I believe that would be a very good use of empty JCPs. Ah. <laughs> yeah, a little tease right there. That's foreshadowing. Yeah. Our, our, our feedback coming up later at the end of the podcast. Yep. You know, and I, I think if their business ever went bad, it'd probably bounce back. <laughs> it re- again, yeah, it's and every again, kind of like the business model. Kind of like that sponsor that keeps coming and going and right. coming right. and going for our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Actually, can we try to get Ultimate Trampoline Dodgeball to sponsor an episode? Oh my, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, I think we'll that get would Jeff be right good. on that. <laughs> um, uh, Ultimate uh, Trampoline Dodgeball. If you're listening, email Jeff they at relevantmediagroup.com. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so my second awesome stuff slice is how, how, how many times has this happened to you guys? You're having a party at your house, and you buy a big, uh, a, a large quantity of gummy worms 
sure. to feed your guests. I'm with every, you. Every time. Yep. Okay. And inevitably in the party, it's like, oh, dude, the gummy worms ran out. You know, party over. Kind of like the KFC chicken fingers. Yeah, Have exactly. you seen these yeah. commercials? Yeah. 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 So you, you don't want to be that guy at the party. Uh, you don't want to be the host. So uh, a, a company uh, has released a, a brand new product. Um, the, the company is called Vat19. You go to vat19.com to order yours. It is a 27-pound, 8-foot-long party gummy size python. Wow. Whoa. Yes. Well, what do you do? Do you slice it up? It's 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 a party, you know. Whatever people want to do, you can put a you knife just grab out there. Your you, hand you, and you just, just take pass a it around. And everyone takes a bite. Ew. <laughs> yeah, it's an eight foot long, twenty seven pound python. That's if you we were don't. to eat the consume the entire python, uh, the party python. What um, kind of party is this? Party where people python. are people are eating their gummy snakes. You know what I'm saying? Party python is actually my uh, my league. Your fantasy fantasy basketball name? <laughs> yeah, party python. Party python. <laughs> it has a totally different connotation on the internet. Right. FYI. No one's accepted my friend request. <laughs> <laughs> no one, I've no one lets me play. Yeah. Yeah. It's re- it's very strange. Um, you're just trying to be a good host. That's just, all. Yeah. Uh, so it comes in two flavors. You can get the red cherry slash blue raspberry or the blue raspberry green apple. Uh, the cost is $150. If you were c- able to consume an entire party python, which I don't know if that's possible at 27 pounds, but if you were, does anyone have a guess how many calories it would be? <laughs> oh my god! Considering the human stomach is the size of your, your closed fist, I highly doubt you'd be able to put a 27 foot or 20-foot-long gummy python in your body. Well, if you were, you would be consuming 36,000 calories. Oh, wow. Lord. <laughs> I just tweeted that we're, we're recording the podcast, and uh, Jason hit me back and said, and we don't do this because we get this, these requests a lot, but he said, could, could I get a shout-out, right? Hmm. And, and, and normally we wouldn't, but this one's kind of cool. He and his wife listen to the podcast on drives, mm-hmm. and they really, you know, they listen every week. And uh, this this Friday is their fourth marriage anniversary, but it's their wedding anniversary. Oh yeah, he he wrote fourth marriage anniversary. <laughs> so you're right, fourth wedding anniversary, but it's their third cancer free. So Ooh. I thought that was really cool. Oh. So that's great. That's fantastic. Happy anniversary. And the cancer one is only me. That's what he said. Oh. Thank goodness <laughs> only one of us had it had to have it and beat it. Uh-huh. So. Jason's wife is Denise, by the way. I didn't mean to not mention her name. Jason Denise. and Denise. Happy anniversary, guys. You know, I think they nice. need to treat themselves. They need to go to VAT19 and order a 27 pound <laughs> gummy python and just, just have a night where they just chill out and eat and, that. And next, and next year, he's going to be like, it's our fifth anniversary. It's our first with diabetes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. What do you have, Maya? So I found a report that was recently... Um, put out here that five hour energy is killing people mm. so it's this is kind of a public service i want I to warn people heart about attacks. it i know heart attacks spontaneous abortion there has been 13 confirmed deaths in the last oh my gosh um, in the last four years related to five hour energy and that monster drink has has had uh five deaths related to it so those nights where i go down to play poker all night the only way i can stay really up and alert is I chug five hour energies. You do not. I absolutely do. We stop at seven eleven halfway down and pick up five. And you do not. I absolutely do. Five hour energies is how I step and then while we're at while we're there playing, at least three or four coffees. So you should probably stop. That's what I'm hearing. 
Yeah. Hmm. There's been wow. 90 different reports over the last four years of of injuries or hospitalization and stuff, but 13 deaths from five-hour energy. But I do really good in poker when I'm hopped <laughs> up on them. What if you soaked the party python in a bathtub of <laughs> five-hour energy drink? <laughs> that you, you, You're basically, uh, that's suicide. Yeah. yeah. Or You have a death wish. Or would you die so hard that you would actually... Come back like a trampoline. Yeah, like it would bounce you back. The lethal combination of eight-foot-long gummy python and five-hour energy. It's a new form of military torture. You know, we get our energy to talk. No, the last thing you want to do is hop up your terrorists on on (laughs) five-hour energy (laughs) and sugar. They're going to be running all over the place. You will be able to catch them. That would be really annoying. (laughs) Uh, Just four more hours. (laughs) He'll calm down. He'll calm down. So yeah, that's that's basically it. It says the FDA knows about this. They know about. They it. have to like they have to report this to the FDA. So the FDA knows about all this. So I just, what's the point of the FDA if they know that things are killing people? I, I, Maya, I they think allow French fries to happen, and they, that kills people. They allow they allow an eight foot long, twenty seven pound, <laughs> thirty six thousand calorie gummy python to be sold on the internet. <laughs> Um, they did in here uh, reference the Four Loco, where it was an energy uh-huh, drink yeah, and uh-huh, the uh-huh. the beer or something like that. Yeah, it, well, it was like uh, it was liquor. like a it was liquor. like a Monster Energy drink and a malt liquor combined. Yeah, and it was like two dollars for a huge thing and for pe- forty. Yeah, a lot of kids yeah. were getting their hands. On I, it, I, when I go down to poker, I, I pick up a, yeah. <laughs> a grip while, while he drives. Yeah. I buy some illegal four locos. <laughs> <laughs> I brew my own on the way down. <laughs> Cameron's yeah. like a moonshiner with four. <laughs> a mobile moonshiner. I'll deliver. <laughs> if you're here be- between here and the casino, I'll deliver. I'll drop some off yeah. for you. Uh, yeah. What do you have, Calvin? What happens in Tampa stays in Tampa. <laughs> um. My right. legal for mo- local <laughs> moonshining mobile delivery service. <laughs> I keep it to Polk County. That yeah. is true. Yeah. yeah, they have more lenient moonshining mobile moonshining no, laws. Know right. your target. So you're giving moonshining money, not poker money that you win. <laughs> Basically, I never actually never go down and play poker. Right, right. I never even go, I've never been to. He the stays in the casino. parking lot and sells moonshine <laughs> from the back of the SUV. It's, yes, sells ho- playing poker with the guys is just a cover for my mobile right. moonshining business in Polk County, Maya. Of course. <laughs> course <laughs> uh, well we'll have to edit all that out because you don't want to get you don't want to get caught that's true yeah. unfortunately <laughs> oh well okay so y- you know that good old anthony bourdain right he was the one the one that, that guy, i stalked that guy in the has airport no reservations he does not <laughs> oh god i saw him in the airport he actually had a reservation he did had the ticket he, in he his had, hand <laughs> did yeah. he push you aside he did, did not you, push did me like Aaron Smith. <laughs> liar yeah we were in line next to each other he clearly gave me the look of i see the look in your eye i know you want to say something don't <laughs> and I'm like yes no, sir. You said, you, you and then my eyes said yes sir and I, and I shrunk back you whisper in his ear unless you're fine stand by I'm gonna rat you out right here no <laughs> I tweet <laughs> I tweet um, so he was uh, Anthony Bourdain was on Pierce Morgan recently and uh, ouch Pierce well I think he was on his show oh okay he wasn't sitting on oh. him and um, but I think Pierce he's Morgan a, he's a tall guy no he's a he's a big guy Anthony Bourdain over he's, six feet Oh, he's like six five. Six five. Okay. A little slender, but six five is is still heavy. You know what I'm saying? All right, that's all I have. No, actually, okay. So <laughs> he was he was on Pierce Morgan, and they were talking about like on his show. some on his show, and he was uh, Pierce Morgan asked him on his show, uh, "What's some of the strangest food you had to eat?" Uh, he went down and, like a laundry and, list of things. And could you get off me? And could you please? I can't. I'm I'm having trouble There's breathing. There's a seat right over there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't breathe. 
<laughs> you, you know, you, you look slender, and but you're way heavier than you look. What are you even doing here? We had someone else scheduled. You didn't even have a reservation to be on the show. Oh, oh there circle. There you yeah. go. And then, it's a lifestyle. Right. <laughs> he just crashes parties and yeah. shows. And, hey, I'm yeah. missing Anything interview. that does not require no, not. a reservation. He shows up unannounced <laughs> to everything. 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 So, he, uh, so while on Pierce Morgan's program, he was asked, what was the most disgusting thing you've had to eat? And he answered, uh, because there were party, a few options. Party python. The party python. <laughs> he and, consumed uh, an entire party python. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, sa- he told Pierce, uh, the grossest thing was actually a fermented shark from Iceland, which is like a national holiday dish. And he says it was disgusting. Uh, he said that was more disgusting than the still beating heart of a cobra. Uh, more disgusting than other other things that I don't even I can't even say because um, you can't remember them no because they're just I think they're too foul to, to mention mm. and uh, and he described the still beating heart of a cobra by the way as a very athletic aggressive oyster so he had nice things to say about that uh, while, while watching it I got sick it, all, it also gave him Impressive evil superpowers <laughs> right right but the uh, that fermented shark thing was his worst so all the different things that he was talking about eating to me sounded kind of like really amazing band names like Cobra Heart, mm-hmm. Aggressive Oyster, Fermented Shark. Um, so anyway, all this, it got me thinking. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> and it made me think of, I don't know, like the top five band names that currently already exist that could also be Anthony Bourdain meals. Mm. Mm. Nice, nice this twist what there. got me thinking. How, mu- how, much of our, how much of our work day do you spend <laughs> researching and making these lists? Actually, not a lot. Okay. Let, in the, in it, the, it comes quite natural. I would say, like, answer in days, not hours. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Since <laughs> the last podcast recording, how much? Let's go the other way. Right. How much time have you spent working not on podcast-related things? <laughs> hmm. And that can be hours <laughs> or minutes. Yeah. Can I answer in Roman numerals? C X V I minutes. Right. <laughs> uh, so the top five band names that currently already exist that could be. Anthony Bourdain meals. Number five, and, and uh, just st- stick with me here. Number five, G-Love and the Special Sauce. It's a band name. <laughs> kind of a funk band. A, f- a funk yeah. band. No, they're not really funk. They're no. kind of re- kind of Beck-esque. Oh, okay. The same era of, of as Beck. Late 90s. Olay. White guy Beck. rapping, but some right. upbeat. You know. Okay. Number four, Meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Though I actually don't think Anthony Bourdain would be caught dead eating meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> no, Unless he, it was made of something if, if he ate it in a deli. He loves deli food. Number three, iron and wine. But I think you fill up on the iron. Mm-hmm. Vegetarians take supplements in the evenings of iron and wine because um, <laughs> they yeah. don't get enough. Well, you take the iron <laughs> pill form. Because but you they're take chronically the, iron deficient. Right. right. But you mm-hmm. take the wine just straight up. Just regular by the style. bottle. By the, by the, the bottle. bottle. By, by the, the case. Case. By the box. Yeah. <laughs> by Mo- the box. You call a mobile moonshine delivery service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you have for wine? <laughs> oh, I got a batch going in the back seat right now. <laughs> Define wine. Um, number two, apples in stereo. Now, here's why I think this is a full meal. Because there's two apples. <laughs> and the number one band name that currently already exists that could also be an Anthony Bourdain meal Blue Oyster Cult 
So that's oh. definitely you really you really threw apples in stereo in there as a yeah, I Anthony to, Bourdain meal. Yeah, I wanted to kind of get edgy for the, for the oh. vegetarian. Yeah, I wanted to get in there. Well, I feel a little better because I can tell you didn't spend much time on this list. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus round: the top five band names that already exist that would be the side items for the meals that I just mentioned, like like apples in stereo. <laughs> Number five: corn. <laughs> Number four: oh, cranberries. Yeah. Oh, okay. Three: black eyed peas. Because yeah. yeah. well, I got a feeling. Oh. I got a, I got a feeling. Uh-huh. Number two, salt and pepper. Nice. I think you just that's put not that a side item. You put that on the meatloaf. Yeah, maybe. that's yeah. <laughs> Number one, side item: red hot chili peppers. Mm-hmm. Nice. Again, it's you're talking ingredients though. I think, but I mean, they're red hot. <laughs> <laughs> For hot <True>. chili. <laughs> For hot chili, you put it in the chili. It's not a side item. Bonus, bonus round. The top desserts. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Cake. Number four. Vanilla ice. <laughs> Three. Peaches. What about a cream? Two. Cream. <laughs> <laughs> and the number one dessert. Uh, Anthony Bourdain. I don't even know the category anymore. Number one. Electric prunes. Because <laughs> he's old? Wow. No, no, because I mean that's He's iron deficient and needs prunes. He needs prunes. Yeah. Right. yeah. What will he be We drinking? all do. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's great. That'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Mark Batterson. This week's podcast is sponsored by the Justice Conference. Join justice seekers from around the world at the 2013 Justice Conference, taking over the Pennsylvania Convention Center in Philadelphia, February 22nd and 23rd. You'll hear from authors, scholars, leaders, and innovators, including Eugene Cho, Dr. John Perkins, Shane Claiborne, Lynn Hybels, and many more. Register between now and December 31st and claim the holiday rate, a savings of 20% off the door ticket price. To find out more and to register today, visit thejusticeconference.com. You're listening to School of Seven Bells. Song is Faded Heart. If the whole school is only only consists of seven bells, well, there's a, a very, bell for each period. It's not a very rigorous academic regimen. Well, there's seven periods, and you have math, science, you know, all those different things. So there's Maybe seven it, bells. I always thought it was a handbell choir, and they just have seven of them. And, mm. and so it's a school for handbell choir, right? Maybe it's a typo, and it's a school of seven balls, and <laughs> they 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 play dodgeball, but there's only seven people on. It's the like team. a it's a, a sports academy, right? It's a sports academy. And it's the seven types of balls. Is like it's basketball. They have basketball mm-hmm. track. They have football track. They have soccer track. Baseball track. Yep. Ping pong. Mm-hmm. Huh. So the school of seven balls with uh, <laughs> faded heart <laughs> from the new EP. Put your sad down. That's good advice, actually. It is. Put your sad down. I carry mine a lot. You do. Put it down, Calvin. <laughs> okay. Mark Batterson is the lead pastor of National Community Church in Washington D.C. Uh, it's it's a really great church, really innovative. Um, he's a great guy. It has seven locations around the city, including um, Ebenezer's Coffee House, which if you've been to D.C. is actually just a great coffee house, and it's actually owned by the church. And one of their campuses meets in the basement. His new book is called The Circle Maker. Batterson says, 
drawing prayer circles around our dreams isn't just a mechanism whereby we accomplish great things for God. It's a mechanism whereby God accomplishes great things in us. The circle maker, our very own Stephanie Smith, recently spoke to him. Here is Mark Batterson. Mark, I just want to first start out by asking you about your church in D.C. and kind of the unconventional model that that is. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, we have a unique uh, geography and demography being in the nation's capital. And so we're about 70% single 20-somethings. Wow. So very young congregation. Yeah. And then about 40% turnover per year Hmm. because we'll have, you know, people at the State Department. Um, Most people don't work on the Hill for more than a couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, Students. So we have a lot of people coming in and uh, kind of this revolving door. And that means we're always sending people out. But we love that. Uh, We love being in the nation's capital. It's an opportunity to influence influencers. Mm -hmm. And speaking of just the demographic that's in D.C. in the area of your church, what are some other ways that you've kind of intentionally reached out to younger residents in the area and especially younger people who really are not churched at all? Yeah. You know, somehow, I think the way that we do church has just appealed uh, to to people. One is being in a marketplace kind of environment where mm-hmm. it's not real churchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think another factor is that we've really tried to leverage creativity uh, in the way that we uh do church. I think the church ought to be the most creative place on the planet. And so we try to do church in a way that that, uh, has an element of artistry as well as excellence. Um, And then we preach uh, the gospel as consistently and as courageously as we can. Mm -hmm. And people respond to that. we're really into servant evangelism. So we love just showing the love of Christ in practical ways. Uh, very missions oriented. We'll take 26 missions trips this next year. Wow. And we found that our demographic love being on mission. Like, man, mm-hmm. let me get my my hands dirty, kind of get involved right. in the work of God. Yeah. And that's been very appealing yeah. uh, to the people who've come. In the whole history of the church and the people who are involved, I know that um, the circle maker is something that's very important to you. Um, can you talk a little bit about, first of all, that is an interesting concept. So um, what is that? What does that mean? And how has it kind of shaped the community that you're in right now? Yeah, you know, a couple of years ago, I discovered this uh, true legend of Honey the Circle Maker, who in the first century really saved a a generation with one prayer. Um, Mm. He he had the boldness to pray for rain. They were experiencing a drought. And uh, he he took his staff, drew a circle in the sand, knelt in it and said, uh, Sovereign Lord, I swear before your great name that I will not leave this circle until you have mercy upon your children. Um, 
I'm a person that believes that God honors bold prayers because bold prayers honor God. Mm-hmm. And and so God answered that prayer, and Honey was uh, honored as uh, praying a prayer that saved a generation. And so the book uh, takes that story, and then I talk about this idea of circling things in prayer. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean uh, necessarily physically circling things. It just right. means praying until God answers. Um I think it's a beautiful picture of it in in, in uh, Joshua where the Israelites circled Jericho. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what if they had stopped circling on day six? I mean, the miracle would not have happened. Right. And so it's a book that I think challenges people to pray and then to pray through and to kind of grab onto the horns of the altar and like, let's pray with a little consistency and intensity. And and uh, it's a book that, that I think hopefully uh, helps people get that, that prayer dimension back into their spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Something you've talked about is influencing young influencers to go out and kind of have this multiplying effect. What would you see as their greatest strengths and abilities to be able to go out and really make a difference in the name of Christ? And what would you say would be the areas where they really need to grow? You know, let me just say this. I think that because we live in a technological culture, we want things to happen at the speed of light. Mm -hmm. Influence happens at the speed of a seed planted in the ground that takes a long time to harvest. So we want to plant in the morning and then harvest in the afternoon. And and I was that way, you know, but I found that we tend to overestimate what we can accomplish in two years, underestimate what we can accomplish in 10 years. And so we need to not just dream big, but think long. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that the Lord convicted me of in my own prayer life is that I was praying ASAP prayers. God, would you do this and that Mm -hmm. and do it as soon as possible? And I'm now praying ALAT prayers as long as it takes. In other words, God, I'm going to get in this prayer circle. I'm going to pray. And you take as long as you want, but you're going to find me here on my knees praying, seeking your face. And so I think my word of encouragement is it's it's probably going to take longer and it's probably going to be harder than what you anticipate. Yeah. But it's not about what you're doing or where you're going. It's about who you're becoming right. in the process. And uh, if you can focus on that and enjoy the journey, uh, then uh, that leadership journey is going to be uh, uh, the event of a lifetime. That was Mark Batterson. Find out more about the book at markbatterson.com or thecirclemaker.com. You're listening to Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Terrible band name. Great, great band. Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Uh, the song is Swim and Sleep Like a Shark. 
swim and sleep like a shark. Like a well, fermented shark what would from Iceland? Like? What would that be like, Jesse? Well, considering sharks don't sleep, that's a great song name. <laughs> it's time for feedback. Last week, we asked you to cast your vision for the all-new JCP, <laughs> the all-new JCPenney's. We basically deduced when you have something as big as JCPenney's and you're trying to reinvent it, essentially what you have to work with is real estate. If you take it down to its essence, JCPenney's is nothing but massive square footage attached to malls all over the country. So if you took over JCPenney's and acquired all of this real estate, how would you reinvent it and bring it back to life? That's what we want to know. We're solving the world's economic crises on this podcast. Um, anyway, you wrote us at our podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You posted your replies there. You also hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and you went to our Facebook page and posted replies there. Here's a few of our favorites. I really like this one from Rabbi Jitsu. I just love the detail here. So his ideal JCPenney really only needs a few things to succeed. There should be a Jungle Bird line micro store that only sells Union Jack hats. <laughs> And this is funny. They would all be priced differently, even though they would be all identical. <laughs> and uh, he says, Calvin, and it's not to pick my favorites, but you are my favorite. That is not why I read this. Mm-hmm. Would, <laughs> would have his own line of punny t-shirts, none of which need contextualization. I agree. He says, a food court is optional, but everything has to be served in a cup. <laughs> Customers would travel through the store riding on a fast-paced moving sidewalk and would choose their purchases by shooting at them with Nerf guns as they passed by at a great speed. <laughs> Obviously, there would be little targets on all the items, but if they happened to miss or hit a different item too bad, they would still be charged for said item upon leaving the store. (laughs) It should be noted that all the employees running registers would be Rambo. Shoplifting would never happen. Buy stock now. I love this version of JCB. Yeah, I would definitely shop there. Uh, And I would never even think twice about shoplifting, not if Rambo's involved. Right. Um, Jeff Laro said that his his JCP would be a combination of REI, which I wasn't familiar with, but I Googled, evidently it's an outdoor store, Mm -hmm. Lazy Boy, Chick-fil-A, and Ben & Jerry's. I don't know what the correlation is between these, but I got to say, I'd probably go. Must be his his stops. It's it's outdoorsy (laughs) stuff. Well, I mean, but if you're stopping regularly at, at at the Ben & Jerry's, and even the Chick-fil-A, the fried chicken place. And, la- and, you, and, and you regularly and you shop at Lazy, Lazy Boy. You really don't spend a lot of money at the REI store. Maybe, that maybe, it's, maybe it's to try to be like, you know, you really should consider buying these hiking boots to get you off that Lazy Boy and quit stuffing your face with fried chicken and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I like what he did there. Apparently you said... Uh, Instead of Marco Rubio, you said Ricky Rubio. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm actually. I'm. I'm. Uh, I, I when I was talking about future Republican, you know, candidates, I, I did say Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> point guard Ricky Rubio, and um, I was. I stand by my statement. First of all, I think he would be a I'd phenomenal politician. Have you seen how slithery he is? He can right. get through any sort of problem with ease. And make yeah. it look easy. That's exactly the sort of problem solving we need in Washington. I want I want a senator who looks like a beetle, but can also complete a no look behind the back pass. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Ricky Rubio, 2016. Everyone, Ricky Rubio. <laughs> uh, Jamie on the Facebook page says uh, her JCP would be a giant fun land for adults. Grown-ups of all ages would not only uh, travel multi-level by a giant slide and even zip line, but also experience a virtual reality of becoming a rock star, astronaut, or other such awesome professions they'd always dreamed of 
um, as a child. In addition, there would be playful monkeys running amok that said adults could play with. I, you had me up until the playful monkeys running amok because they're not playful. <laughs> uh, they're going to turn on the shoppers at any moment. So, uh, and, and zip lines are not enough to save us. Uh, Mark Nayrens, yeah, Ricky Rubio, Ricky mm-hmm. Rubio. Marky Mark. <laughs> Uh, said that since JCPenney's are, sorry, since the JCPs are so big, uh, you could allocate one-tenth of the space to be a petting zoo for the kids. It'd be, it'd get- <laughs> it would smell terrible. It smelled <laughs> the other 90%. It's true. an enclosed building, folks. <laughs> Maybe they'd have to upgrade their ventilation system. Oh, but- that's just going to cost a lot of capital improvements. I mean, Yeah, this is a terrible idea, <laughs> Mark. Well, well, hey, they have the outdoor um, sections, do they? No. Oh. Not too You're thinking of Kmart. In the Moltz Corral yeah. where Jesse yeah. used to work. Yeah, where I used to work. <laughs> <laughs> Exotic animals would be great there. Well, yeah. anyways, he says because then they'd be able to get kids to go and they could, he said they could pet a llama we don't, or they don't need kids a there. bear you know, you and know a tiger. They, you know what they could do to get kids to go? Put an ice cream bar over there. You know, yeah, you know, what, done, you know what doesn't smell bad? An ice cream bar. Yeah. He said if uh, the economy gets worse, they can train the monkeys that are there to spray perfume by the pass- by the people that pass on by. On themselves, <laughs> because they smell like monkeys. <laughs> um, all right. That'll do it for last week's feedback. There's a whole lot more, so go check out the Facebook page and the uh, episode page. It's time for this week's... Editorial question of the week. So next week's episode is going to come out on a very special day for our country. <laughs> For our world, for our economy. Mm-hmm. Black Friday. Black Friday, mm-hmm. day after Thanksgiving. The official kickoff of the Christmas consumerism season. Yay. <laughs> the day of sales, the day of early mornings, the day of long lines, the day of deals, the day when everybody gets into debt. Yes. Unless you listen to Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. So we want to know, it just got us thinking, it's the, official, the unofficial starter, the official start of the Christmas season. Uh, we want to know, and since it's Black Friday and it's about buying stuff, we want to know what you want for Christmas. The most unusual or awesome or epic thing that you actually want for Christmas that we're fairly unlikely to actually get. But you will ask for. This is the thing. You need to ask for. So don't say like a jetpack, you know, because, eh, okay, we can all. I want a space shuttle. No, we're not going to get that. What's the craziest thing you're going to ask for for Christmas this year? Like if you're browsing Sky Mall, like I frequently do, you'll find items like this, which are very affordable. It's only uh, $74.99, and I'll let you use your imagination as to uh, how it works, but it's called the human slingshot. Mm. Excuse me? <laughs> you heard me, sir. <laughs> human slingshot. It's, it's a massive rubber band. <laughs> There's a video to watch. Oh, oh, they do this with the mascot at Magic Games. He sits on a, a skateboard. And they do the massive human slingshot, and they fling him across the entire, you know, across the court, and he and he uh, goes into massive uh, like bowling pins. Is that it? Yeah. Well, I'm assuming you could use this for that, but watching the video right now, it's actually I can't imagine. (laughs) I can't imagine anyone spending money on this when I see it actually being used. (laughs) Uh, But that's not to say I wouldn't like to own one. Just to say I own a human slingshot. This one is a massive, uh, uh, like elasticy band that you and a bunch of friends get in the middle of and run around and kind of run into. Um, it's pretty lame, but <laughs> I would definitely own one. We, uh, we, we, our house is across the street from a playground, a park. Oh, dear. And when we first moved into the house, that the park closes at 10 p.m. Let's respect the rules, folks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the hooligan middle school and high schoolers would go out past 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. and make a lot of noise in the dark. 
You know, I don't know what they're doing. All I know is they're bothering me. We didn't have kids at this point. We didn't so have kids. So it wasn't bothering anybody. It just bothered me. In our house. All right. <laughs> so I had a friend over and we had a massive slingshot. And so we went to the backyard. So they didn't know where they're coming from and started slingshotting water balloons across the street into the playground. Because, hey, if you're a, a, a teenager getting out into no good mm-hmm. and you're going to be bombarded with water balloons in the dark, you don't know where they're coming from, you're probably going to move on. You're going to move along. I can only imagine what we could have done with a human slingshot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine what we could have lobbed over there up to and including people? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Can you imagine you fly? Ah! <laughs> oh, you, awesome. you're, you're not going to be making out in my pay- playground anymore. I'll tell no. you that much. Yeah. If people start flying at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like. Yeah, you abduct one of them, bring them to your backyard, and slingshot them back to their group of friends. Hey, you know what was weird? Dave was just here a minute ago. Have you guys seen Dave? Whoa! <laughs> Leave him behind. We gotta go. Actually, now that I think about it, the thing that you know what it would have done, you would have would have would have dispersed them better than anything if I just gone over there and sat down. Yeah. And just yeah. just sat down like, like with the them, creepy guy, and just sat there and didn't say a word. They would have moved on. Yeah. They would have left. Yeah. Or just acted like one of the guys, you know, like as if you knew them for a long time. Like, dude, you're so right on about that. So what are we getting into, guys? (laughs) Hey, text me real quick, brah. (laughs) Just make it real weird. All right. So we want to know the craziest or weirdest thing you want for Christmas this year. Uh, to celebrate Black Friday. Go over to the podcast episode page, post your replies there, hit us up on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, or find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. And we will read your replies next week. Many thanks to Mark Batterson. Uh, His book, The Circle Maker, uh, is available everywhere. You can find out more at either markbatterson.com or thecirclemaker.com. The new issue of Relevant is uh, available now at newsstands nationwide and on the Apple iPad newsstand. Um, features Rain Wilson on the cover. Bob Goff has an amazing piece that people are talking about. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and so- several other really cool features in the issue. You won't want to miss it. It's one of my favorite yet. Uh, if you want to subscribe, uh, it's at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. But we have a huge, huge promotion slash opportunity going on for the for the Christmas season. This is something you won't want to miss. So so every year around this time of year, we do a Give Relevant campaign. You know, you can mm-hmm. give uh, for Christmas. You can give a subscription to Relevant for a cheap price for as low as like $9.99. It's the gift that keeps on giving all liter- year. Literally all year long. They, right. get, they get all of it. They get the four albums. They get all the instant access. They get everything. They get the magazine. Um, but this year, we realized not everybody, not everybody's in a position to give Relevant. A right. lot of people who are listening to this podcast who come to our website maybe want to ask for Relevant for Christmas. So, so we figured between the people who would ask for Relevant and the people who would want to give Relevant, that's kind of everybody. So <laughs> we have, uh, uh, we've set up a website to, to make both of those things really, really easy. Relevantmagazine.com slash askgive. When you go there, you can either pick to ask for Relevant or to give Relevant. You click a button to ask and you put in like the email address and the name of the person you want to send the request to, and an e-card will be shot over to them saying, hey, Cameron's asking for 
a subscription relevant this Christmas, and they click a button, and all your information is already filled out for them, and they can give it to you really, really easily. Right. If you want to give relevant, same thing. You can just click a button to give it. it takes you to a page where you can just put in all the recipients, get the discount. Super easy. Uh, we're really excited, and we hope you take advantage of it. Uh, we love the support, and it's it's honestly... Uh, if you give relevant for as low as nine ninety nine, it's it, it. What they get is one hundred and ten dollars worth of products: the music, the magazines, and all that kind of stuff. So come on, it looks expensive, costs you next to nothing. <laughs> this is a good Christmas gift. All right. Right. So and go, if you don't want to spend your own money, ask for it. Ask for it. Just ask for Make it. Your Send mom it. buy it. For hey you. mom, give hey me mom. relevant. Hey mom. And it's actually. I don't care if you're thirty five. Your mom's got to get you something. <laughs> Right. Good you know what I'm it's very helpful to them because they're like, hey, I'm helping you with my with your Christmas shopping list. You know, one less thing for you to worry about and right. get. You yeah, know, so, I want it. so much stress in the holiday season. Yeah, you're trying to figure out the perfect gift for me. Don't don't even worry about Black worry Friday. About you can yeah. get it right now. Right now. So there you go. This Christmas. Again, that's relevantmagazine.com slash ask give. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. Martin Smith, I'm calling you out. I, I want I want to fix this. This is the part where we say our name. Martin Smith, this is Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget, because I haven't. I'm Jesse Carey. That's Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you on Black Friday. Somebody <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Go follow us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast. And for more great content, check out relevantmagazine.com. I'm bringing two cups of coffee, one to drink and one to throw a hot one in your face.